Hello everybody and welcome to this special Lost Interview edition of Black Hole Cinema, hosted by me, Tony Black. Last summer when the podcast came to a brief halt for about six months, I realised there were several interviews I did with friends and colleagues online that hadn't actually been released. So instead of them sitting on my hard drive, I thought, why not release them in between the new podcasts we're doing for however long they go on for and give those really interesting interviews about certain films the light of day. So over the next few weeks... We're going to have several different interviews from several different people about several different, more than likely quite classic films. So without further ado, welcome to The Lost Interviews. Okay, welcome back guys. It's that time of the podcast again in which I get a friend on and they talk about their favourite movie. And today I have a old friend from the internet... It's a warm welcome to Mr. Ian Austin. Hello. <laughs> thanks for coming great on, Ian. <laughs> no, thanks for coming on. It's great to have you. No problem. no problem. So, what film have you chosen to talk about on Black Hole Cinema um, today? Yeah, the nine, I think it's the 1978 it became the classic horror film of its time. Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. Dawn of the Dead. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. So the George A. Romero, Dawn of the Dead, which obviously is the... Is it the, is it the second or third sequel to Night of the Living Dead from the... It's the second one, yeah. Night's, what, 69 or 70. I'm sure I'll get that wrong. But. <laughs> it's something like that, yeah. Obviously, you know, well-known zombie horror, one of, one of the iconic zombie horror series, well, the iconic zombie horror series, really, which has influenced so much. What what makes you choose Dawn of the Dead over Night of the Living Dead, which is the, which is the, the most famous one? Of all of them. What is it about this one that really makes it a real personal favourite of yours? It's just funny. Nights very very serious, very I don't think it's the word boring, but I, I was watching it last night and I was having a few beers and I, I enjoyed it, but it's it's kind of like a, a difference to me between alien and aliens. So yeah. Aliens is the first one's a very serious, very claustrophobic horror movie. Mm. I mean, the sequel, like Dawn of the Dead, is just absolutely mad. And it's almost yeah. a completely different genre. So yeah, it appeals more to what I find entertaining. So, so what are the differences then between between the two films? Uh, for, I mean, I actually, believe it or not, I haven't actually seen them. I, I, I haven't. I've seen, um, I've seen some of the uh, old zombie films, but I haven't actually sat through these fully. So for someone like me and anyone else, what are the differences between the two? I mean, going back to what I said, Nights, Nights is a very claustrophobic, almost haunted house sort of movie where it's one location predominantly and a bunch of annoying characters to guns. Very, yeah. very annoying characters. Um, you know that um, the line from Sean of Dead, they're coming and get me, Barbara? Yes. From Night and Living Dead, and Barbara is one of the most repulsive characters in history of cinema. Oh my god. <laughs> so she's um she, she's catatonic for like an hour and a quarter because the main male character slaps her for being 
um, hysterical. Luigi just doesn't say anything for now. My God. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not meant to be funny. It's just you know, very silent. Uh, but um, yeah, so that is the first one's a very straight horror movie, real low budget, just you know, trying to keep things off screen as mm. much as possible. And then Born Dead had a pretty low budget too. It's just almost like an action movie with horror elements and all the zombies and all that. So it's a bigger canvas, a bigger setting with the whole shopping mall bar. Mm. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a big, big, big update to the original, to be honest. So yeah. Does it use any of the same characters or the same the same cast or anything like that or is it a completely fresh new approach given it's a new setting with the shopping mall and it being more of an action flick is it is it, a, is it romero completely just changing everything about it it's kind of like um you, you know in jack and jones where the first one and third one are connected but very very well mm. not quite in jack and jones because they don't have anyone like road in both movies but yeah. Essentially, you could watch Dawn Dead without watching Night of Living Dead, and it sums everything up pretty quickly for you. You know, zombies have taken over, and they're very slowly eating people, and, you know, people are useless, so zombies keep surviving, being mm. shot in chest and all that. So it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a quite radical shift, but you don't need to, it's a loose trilogy. It's not a, uh, the story ends and the next one picks up two minutes later. It's, very ambiguous as how long it's been from the movies. Yeah. So you you said it was um you said it was funny. Is it like is is it obviously you know a lot of these zombie films from what I've been told about there's, there's a very satirical undertone to a lot of of what Romero was doing and a a way of sort of un, getting under the surface of a lot of American life. So is is it is it quite a satirical film or is it is it just, is it slapstick? In what kind of way would you say it was funny? It's both. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of sharp satire at points, and other points it's just, you know, zombies getting a pie in the face, it's just flat out funny, no matter who you are. So. Mm. I mean, other times it's just, it, I, I, it's kind of weird. I, I don't, we've never really talked about how much I like on movies for, but for me, they're, they're not scary, they're just entertaining to watch. So yeah. Some of the violence, I just sort of laugh how ridiculous it gets. It's, it's really, really over the top. You know? mm. Humorous swear points. Like, um, uh, what was it? I don't know, it's just some of the like, characters in moving. They'll, they'll think, oh, like, they'll play it like we're playing a zombie video game. They'll think, like, taking these zombies, and they'll yeah. just be bombarded by it. You know, keeps mm. swimming, and it's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Especially these ones you can run away from. People still keep fighting hand to hand. Yeah. Even it's like pissed off and standing around. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets a little bit intentionally over the top and, you know, relentless. He's, I suppose that's that's the style, isn't it? That he's that he's trying to he's trying to put across in that it's not. It's not meant to be taken too seriously, basically. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be a bit of a blast at the senses, maybe. Yeah, there are moments of there are moments of really quick flash where like um it'll become very serious. But yeah, predominantly, you know, when the bike is stormed the more you start throwing pies at zombies, it's just <laughs> you just can't stop laughing. And I can't imagine that was not intentional because 
how can you possibly have that in a movie and not imagine that people are going to laugh at this? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think to make, by the sound of it, to make something like this, you've got to have your tongue very much in cheek, haven't you? And you've got to be, you know, knowingly taking the mick a little bit while also hitting, hitting people in the eyes. Is it? Is it... Obviously, because it's quite gory, isn't it? And there's a well-known bit at the start where a headshot and, and a man's head explodes, isn't there? That is... that I, I've seen that clip, and it's just a visual, you know, complete effect that is... It, it's... What, what, what kind of effect does that have? Something... That kind of horror, that kind of explosive gore, what kind of effect does that have, really? Yeah, I think for this movie, it's... Um... It can hit you quite hard because you'd be laughing at like pies in the face and things like that. And then a zombie will have his head taken off by a like, helicopter and <laughs> laugh harder. I mean, like you said, thing, you'll see someone shot or like um, someone eaten. And get, it, it can be uncomfortably funny, but there's points where like it's just so ridiculously disgusting. Like you know, people are being torn open. And yeah. Just, even back then, Jesus, how did they get away with that? Yeah. Do you think it kind of started a trend, or do you think it maybe was a bit ahead of its time in terms of um, the kind of shock, gore, horror that it was really putting across? Because obviously this was the late 70s, and it was exploitation, wasn't it? But do you think do you think it was tapping into that, or do you think it was trying to set a bit of a trend, maybe? I think it's both, really. I mean, it's, um, there's... There's a loose Italian sequel to the original Zombie 2, which is just probably one of the most disgusting horror movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's um, basically the guy who co-wrote Dead. So, you know what, I'm going to make, a, I'm going to make my own movie. It's going to be in their continuity. It's going to be set in New York. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, Horrifying. Like, there's one bit, I, I won't go into detail because it makes me squirm a bit. There's a woman dies in that movie, and it's the way she dies, and you just could not believe it. You're watching it, so they're not going to do that. They can't do that. <laughs> they do it. You're like, well, firstly, that, that defies the laws of logic because if zombies are decaying, they should not have that much strength. Which obviously is now. People are terrifying. They're like, what is he talking about? But, if they won't yeah. find out, they can. But I, I wouldn't recommend it. But it's just, you're watching, you're like, don't, there's no reason to show off that. It's just utterly gratuitous. And Romero's um, skill is that it, it does get very violent, but he sort of t- he keeps it in some semblance of logic. He doesn't have things happen 
like you know zombies being thrown off buildings and being hit by cars and stuff like that mm. which zombie dude's weakness is also they're talking about a zombie apocalypse in new york and the zombies are walking across a bridge but you can see cars driving into new york i <laughs> <laughs> oh, love awesome it's just so so low budget and yeah, on the fly, being filmed on the fly that they can't get rid That's great, that is. There's, there's something great about that kind of thing, isn't there? Yeah, it's just like Birdemic, where they talk about the end of life as we know it, and you see cars blowing up, <laughs> road having chats. <laughs> but you see, that's part of its charm, I guess, isn't it, really? You know, that, that, is, that is part of the charm of these kind of films that weren't made for that much money, so they couldn't shut down half of New York like they do these days, you know. It was made for six hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars, according to this, and it actually made fifty-five million. So the the profit margin on this was enormous. You know, in the equivalent of today, it would have been like a Blair Witch Project kind of breakout, you know, hit yeah. in that sense. Do you think though that in terms of, you know, we, we we're talking about the effect on on the senses and and the the humour side. But do you think that it works in terms of characters? Do you think, does it really, is it really about that? Does it, does it make you care about anybody? Do, are you really invested in them? Or is it really the, the, the feel of the movie itself and the, and the concept that keeps you interested? I mean, I, I, have, I haven't seen this movie in a while, so I, I was kind of surprised by how much I've forgotten. But mm. yeah, this, this is, um, I think it's a character played by Ken Corey Cooper or something. Mm. Um, you do, with, with something, you do feel genuinely, oh no, come on, get out of this situation. There's half remembered stuff that was going to happen, but I was still like, come on, you know, beat, beat off the zombies, run away. Yeah. But okay, I was pretty drunk at this point. But I mean, in terms of like, um, yeah, I, I did want certain characters to survive. You know, other ones, like, no. Mm. I was living down, I didn't want anything to survive because they're all really, really annoying. <laughs> Yeah. The dawn was very much, yeah, you know, like, like um, you want these people to get out of the situation because they're at least repugnant people on the street. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, because that's good. I mean, that, that's the whole thing of how, you know, so many of the influences these days, you know, go all, going all the way to things like The Walking Dead are all about characterization, you know, as well as the, the shock and the horror and things like that. So if they manage to get right that combination, then that's the key, I suppose, to a really good, funny, satirical, ex- interesting horror, really, isn't it? Definitely. Um, I think it's, it's good you talk about Walking Dead, because essentially that is Romero's legacy. Mm. One of the biggest TV shows on the planet is about people just trying to survive against zombies. There's no cure. There's no way they're ever going to live in a nice society ever again. Yeah. day to day. You think... A lot of people, I don't know, it's, the Walking Dead always looks confused a bit, bit because they seem to want more zombies, but if you watch Dawn of the Dead, most of the time it's just people talking. Like, they don't have the money to do more than that. Yeah. But it works because you care, like you're saying, you care about the characters. So. Mm. But ironically, though, I mean, if you think about it, if you watch The Walking Dead, and a lot of that is them talking, you know, I mean, that, and that, they do have the money. You know, more probably, well, they have, they would have more money to, you know, to use than Romero did. I mean, they probably get about a million and change per episode of The Walking Dead. He only had 650 for the whole film. 
So they, they have the money to, to put the effects in and to get the, the actual zombie carnage. But quite often you'll have whole episodes of Walking Dead where it is just about the characters. And, you know, you, you hardly get any zombie action at all. So clearly if it, what really works and what really keeps people entertained is, is the actual character work as opposed to just the relentless, you know, um, barrage of effects and horror, which is maybe why World War Z didn't, didn't get much critical acclaim. Because by the sound of it, well, I haven't seen that yet. But I don't know if you have, but that was far more just relentless carnage at the screen. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, it's just like all storytelling. The characters suck. You're not really going to enjoy a movie very much. So, mm. but that is that is the legacy of of Romero, isn't it? And these films, and and the fact that you know films like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead have created not just for zombies, but in terms of a lot of other you know horror. Um, genre, they've created a whole subgenre really of the the kind of you know gory, in your face, slightly comedic, horrific horror, and it, and so they have they have they they are important in that sense, aren't they, for a whole area of filmmaking? Definitely, it's like um, Lewis Fulci and um, well, um, Dario Argento wouldn't be around if it wasn't for how disgusting Romero was. Yeah. In that living dead. I mean, their entire movie careers are based on that the Mary Trace to play on. They're sort of like, oh man, we can be disgusting and do the most horrible stuff we want. Mm. They they kind of do three lap Romero's a bit in terms of writing stories, but they try anyway. So. Yeah. What did what did you make of the um of this of the remake? The Zack Snyder remake of this that came out a few years ago. Did you see that? Yeah, um, I, I I think it's very good. You know, I think it's that twenty eight days later sort of we're gonna make zombies fast. Mm. Not gonna call them zombies because zombies say run fast. But no, for what they're trying to do, they're very good. I mean, it's I, I think Snyder's where he lucked out was um, making a very good movie. It wasn't too rooted in the original one, so he put his you know, MTV, slow motion. We all know that's not enough slow motion. Yeah. But he, he made it very slow motion, but very visually interesting. So you watched it, but yeah, this is good. I mean, I, I don't think it's better, but I don't think it's trying to be. Mm. So. Yeah, because I've heard people talk that up as possibly Snyder's best film, that remake, or one of his best films. So, And, and one of the things they've said is that, is that it's, it's intentionally different than what Romero was trying to do, which which obviously it would be because he's got more money and it's it's thirty odd years later, twenty odd years later, and the whole point of remaking something really is to do its own spin, isn't it? So that's you know that's good to hear, really. What what then finally would you say as a recommendation? I always ask people this when they come on, but what would you say is the one thing about Dawn of the Dead that that should make people drop everything and go and watch it right now. What's the one thing that you love about it more than anything else? Yeah, for me, it's um, just the, uh, the scope of it, I guess. For 650000 like how much they do with that money is amazing. It's mm. also, if you're in games like Dead Rising and Dead Rising 2, like just playing them, this is basically that exact same story, just without the weird motorbike parade game <laughs> yeah. part. Rising to, which I still understand, but yeah, it's just, <laughs> if you like zombie movies, you like this. It's like horror movies, you like. I mean, 
those aren't the real things. I wouldn't recommend this, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very, very good script, very, very good story, good acting, good directing, which you don't expect in this movie. And bikers from pies and many faces. I mean, if you think, wow, that sounds like a movie to me, I think we'll really enjoy this. If the idea of bikers from pies and zombies doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Then, to be honest, I don't think I'll be trends of people who don't like <laughs> Yes, then they need uh, to get up the hospital first before they watch this and get a humour transplant by the sound of it, yeah. Because um, <laughs> I, I find that funny. So I'm if that alone is going to make me go and watch it myself, uh, I want to eventually check out all of these. Um, so definitely that has helped. That's, that's ever so good. Thanks very much for coming on, Ian, and sharing your thoughts. Thank you, Pat. Absolute pleasure. See you again. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Dawn of the dead. <laughs>